So, I'd like to say something about Jonah. You know, it's, um, Jonah is a very interesting book. Jonah, of course, everybody knows, is the Machter Shabbos, Min, I mean, Yom Kippur, Mincha, every year. Every year. But unfortunately, by Mincha time, most people are worn out. And being worn out is not a recommendation for learning. So even though Yonah is perhaps the most interesting book of the Nevi'im, it nevertheless, and we hear about it every year, it doesn't always get the attention it deserves. As you remember, Yonah is divided into two parts. The first part, which is very difficult, which is the story of Yonah, the boat, the whale, the prayer, very difficult. Well, we won't pay any attention to that tonight. Because after all, it's a real kipper, and we'll have to put our energies into other things. The second part of Yonah is a little bit more attractive. Because it has notions that we recognize. Tshuva, Bechia, Tfilah, and ends with a curious discussion between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Prophet Yonah. So we're interested in the second part of the story, in which Yonah is sent yet again to Nineveh. Nineveh is apparently a city that's full of Goyim. Now, I don't know, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, I'm not sure that these are the times of the year that we should be investing a lot of energy into understanding Goyim. Maybe there are other times that are better. Maybe Hanukkah, you know. Goyim are all over the place on Hanukkah. But Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, how did Goyim get in? Well, in the book of Yonah, they don't just get in. They excel. In other words, if you want to know what Shuva is about, you read the book of Yonah. Who is doing Shuva in the book of, of, uh, of Yonah? To the best of my recollection, Goyim. I mean, people of the world, nations of the world, and not Jews. But if you want to know, what is it that's supposed to be happening to us? What sort of transformation are we undergoing on this day? The day of Yom HaKippurim. A day of Slicha and Mechila and hopefully Kapora. You want to know how to do that? You want to know what you should be involved in? What should we think about? Well, not Yezaydeh. And not your Bobber, and not the elder Zayda, not the elder Bobber, who everybody knows were the firmest people that anybody ever met. But no, Nineveh, that's where it's happening. Let's look quickly at a few psukim. Pasuke. <coughs> you know that Jonah had so I mean, I can't go through the background, but Pasuke, what's not about Pasuke? Vayochel Yonah. So Yonah capitulates. 
He's going to do it. He's going to bring the message. He's going to talk to, HaKadosh, to the people and tell them the message from HaKadosh Bochum. This is like really. You know that you go to a doctor, you go to a doctor, the doctor says, You're dead. You know, next patient. I mean, I mean, Yoda, this is what he, he did for a living. He's trying to get people to respond to the word of God. Now Yonah goes to Ninveh and he says, I mean, He may have given this out a little index card. You know, totally uninvolved, unimpressed. He, he's not telling them. There's no PS. If you do tshuva, maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe God will reconsider. There's chesed in the world of the Rebbeinu Shalala. Yonah, he doesn't want any of that. He had a job. He's a minimalist. That's Yonah. Forty years. And no one paid attention. Forty years, day after day after, except when they threw him into jail. Yirmiyahu, Hanavi, the prophet of the Churban. Forty years. You think that's how he talked to Bnei Yisrael? And then leaves, left the stage. That's Yonah. That's Yonah. And the re- response of these Goyim who don't have a tradition of Nebuah who have no reason to imagine that Yonah is the righteous prophet who comes with the most serious message that they've ever, ever received you know what Tzom and Sakim are what they represent the end of life Life is over. I mean, who fasts? Who fasts? There are people who are not going to live fast. There are people who are like full of life. They eat. Who is a sackcloth? Who turns down those, uh, those French or Italian fashions for a sackcloth? Someone who's not going anywhere, not doing anything, not making a presentation, not having an effect on anybody, that's who does it. Fasting and sackcloth. Push it. The people of Ninveh, they understood it right away. You know Melech Ninveh? You know what a king is? He sits on a throne. I don't know if you've ever had any contact with kings. Well, maybe Elliot, you come from England, so... The English are the world's experts on kings and queens. But you know, the king sits. Everybody else stands. You didn't notice that. The king sits. There is no time that the king stands. I mean, it is true. Sometimes he has to get from one place to another. That's a problem. But he doesn't stand. Like Yoko Bikiso symbolizes 
the relinquishing of authority. The king said, I realize there's another king. I realize that God is the king. And if God said the world is coming to an end, I guess the world is coming to an end. The king, where sackcloth? End of our cousin. There is no in the wardrobe of the Queen of England, not to speak of her consort, but in her wardrobe there is no sackcloth. There is no time that she could ever wear that. Except maybe in a play. But I don't think queens go are in plays. I mean, it's amazing. This amazing little side light, the story within the side, the story. That who's involved? The men, the women, the children, the animals. There's like a symbiosis, you know, like if you live in a house and there are animals running around your house, there are chickens, and there are who knows what, pigs. I mean, I'm trying to think of some, conjure up some image that I once heard of. You know, chickens. Chickens, right? The chickens, they eat what's on the floor, what's left over. You know what happens when you stop eating? Well, the chickens stop eating. You know, it's like, it's like, a, like they know. They're not so smart chickens, but they know. I mean, they eat all the time. You ever notice that chickens eat all the time? That's all they do? But when there's no food, suddenly there's no food. Even the chickens know that. Not to speak of the higher animals, like horses or cows. You know, they really know. So he says, Vayiz Ak. Pasuk Zayin. I, I, you know, this becomes a command, so to speak. A royal order. Everybody is fasting. Everybody's in sackcloth. Everybody is, is in, in some sort of terrible state. Right? What do you think about that? Right? You went to shul on Rosh Hashanah. Everybody went to a shul. Different shuls. I didn't go to... I wasn't in the same shul as any of you here. Was it the Choska? Do you even know what that is? I mean, I don't think I do. Is it Novi writing what the reaction to his words were? Was, was. What's the reaction to his words? That's a Yitpalel, El Ha'elokim, which seems to me would be quite remarkable. Vayikru'u El Elokim Bechoska. And you know how I am sure that what I'm saying is correct? Because that's what the Mishnah says. And we'll see that in a moment. What do you say about that? They did Shuva? Right on the spot. Right on the spot. You remember last Yom Kippur? Remember last Yom Kippur? We cleaned it up? Right? We said all those al with the kind of cumulative. And if you don't think that cumulative, so we say, we say the alphabet. Alphabet certainly includes everything, right? Because none of those words are specific. But even those alphabets, if you don't take the time to sort of like think about what they refer to, devastating. So we cleaned it up, right? It's almost as though going back to shul on Shabbos is 
additional like we don't really have to do it right see there's no reaction because you don't know if I'm kidding or not but I'm not kidding how was it in your shoe was it Bechazka was it Bechazka was it in Sanatokov was it the end of the day was it like like everything of everything was it the davening of the davening was it Bechazka was it what what uh, is described by Yonah about Nineveh a bunch of people who ate chaza for breakfast and didn't learn Chumash when they were children and didn't have a grandmother to give them candies when they went to shul nothing, they had nothing like that no paraphernalia they are bichoskav imagine it imagine it something I put up in your shul this is a shoe. This shoe. I can't even imagine it. Mi yodeya yashuv nichavalo kivishav mecharon apovalo novat. He says, who knows? The people say they didn't know for sure. Perhaps God will have mercy upon us. Vayara lokim posigut. Vayara lokim etbasayem kishavu midakam arabe nechanu lokim arabe debel asot lahem. Velosa. That's a story. Here's the story of Chazal tell us. You want to know about tshuva? You want to know what's supposed to happen? It's like an awakening. It's something that hits you so hard that you change everything. If you change the way you think, you change the way we are, you're willing to put yourself at divine mercy. The Mishnah says that when you have a ta'anit, you know there are times, ta'anit, you have to fast. There's no rain. There's no support from heaven for your efforts on earth. Things are going badly. So there's a whole procedure. The Mishnah says, "Seder taniot keitzad, motzir ta'teva lechovashil ibnotim afab makle al gabei ha'teva, uberosh anasi uberosh av beidin." Sort of like the night of Yom Kippurim. You know, you have a teva, and then the certain mechubadim of the community spring out Sifrei Torah and then Kol Echad Ve'echad Noteim Berosho HaZaken Shebehem Omer Lechneem Derei Kvushin then somebody gets up and talks HaZaken Shebehem someone who no longer is so involved in a frivolous lifestyle right that is an advantage of being old it's harder to get around so it's harder to be energetic about frivolity so you get some old guy who has nothing to do so he opens the shul in the morning you know those kind of people and he says listen what is it all for, is it all for? let's be good so he says so he says he says, it says it. It says it in Yonah. Yeah, uh, uh, again, Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, there's no rain. The word is coming to an end. There's no way to improve things, right? That's what's happening. We all get together. We're in the Rehob, out in the street. We turn the street into the place where we daven. And then there's the Zakein. The people stand around the Teva. The Zakein comes and he says, remember Yonah. That's what he says. He says, Yonah, it happened to the people of Nineveh. 
So it could happen to us as well. That's what he says. So you have to say, again, Chazal. Chazal, you know, they they all had these computers in their heads with all of the Torah and all of the Tanakh and all of the traditions, all the explanations, and they're like whirling around. And they write a Mishnah. And they say, they say, what are we going to do in the moment of crisis? When we know, we know that we need something to change the way we are. So what are we going to say? What are we going to say? We're going to say, Nineveh. We're going to say Nineveh. The Goyim and Nineveh, they did it. And we can do it. Now this remarkable message of the book of Yonah, but is only eclipsed by the discussion that Yonah has himself with the Rebellion Shalom of the fourth parent. Something that is beyond belief. So let's look at the fourth parent. The fourth parent. The fourth parak. Okay. The fourth parak says this. Vayeral Yonara Agudolav Eichalo. Okay, it's like almost a heading. It's almost a heading. Yonah is really unhappy. He's unhappy with what he did. He's unhappy with the result. Here it is. The, the Jews are taking the Teva out to the middle of the street and they're saying the greatest thing that ever happened in the world of Tshuva was Yinveh. Yonah, on the other hand, who caused it to happen, who, who made it happen, he's totally distressed. He's totally distressed. What's he distressed about? He says, I knew this all the time. I knew that it's like it's almost kabiyoko, like Yonah talking to a child. You know, I knew that you wouldn't do it. I knew you would be that way. I knew that this would happen. I knew it. Yonah, a Navi, acting as though he's talking to a child. And he says, That's why I ran away the first time. In Perak Aleph, I ran away. I ran away to another place. Okay, you know, Chazal discussed why, why running away, what, what the point was, and how it works, and was it effective. But, but all of that is truly important. But for us, at this moment, what is it that we see? That Jonah says, I was right. I was right. After this whole process is over, he says, I was right. I should have never agreed. I should never have come back. I should not have participated in this madness of, of getting the people in Ninveh to do tshuva. And he says, why? Imagine such an accusation. I knew that. I knew. I was, how do you know? He could open the Chumash, he would know. Right? The Pasha Kitim saw, after the Chaita Egel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like there's this, this question about what's going to be the future of B'nai Yisrael, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, okay, there's also Chanon, Verachum, Verachapayim, Verachesed, all of that. Although, in other words, it means that, that the Chesed, Bashamayim, is overwhelming. And if Am Yisrael would just do a little bit, a little bit, okay, it'll be accepted in heaven somehow. So we always say, how much shuvah do you have to do? A little bit. P. 
Kitchol Shel Machat. Right, the eye of a needle. That sounds like a little bit to me. Although I know somebody will tell me that they saw some kind of humongous needle someplace which had a tremendous eye. But I don't think that that's what the Gemara means. I think what the Gemara means is a regular needle. That you like sew buttons on jackets with the eye of the needle. is so small that it's hard to get the thread into it no matter how well practiced you are. So that's what he says. That's his Tana. His Tana is the Tana against the saving of Am Yisrael. It's like, it's like he says, uh, uh, maybe it means something like this. Uh, I might, somebody might have thought that Khan of Rachum Erapayim, that was reserved for the Jews. But I knew all the time that it, would, that it was for everybody. That it was for the Goyim also. And so that's why I didn't want to go. And then he says, I'm such a failure. I'm such a fool. I understand so poorly. I've done such a terrible thing to the Jewish people. Take my life. What, pray, is Yona talking about? Let's go on. Pasuk Dalit. Are you really as miserable as you sound? Like it's like your verse now. Akadosh Baruch talks to Yonah like he was a child. He says to him, Oh, you'll get over it. You know, Yonah Ra. But what's there? We're looking for an issue here. I mean, you say, Oh, you're annoyed. No, I'm annoyed. He's annoyed. Everybody's annoyed. So, say Kaddish. Vayoma Hashem Ha'etei Choroloch. Pasuk Hei. Vayetze Yonah Min Ha'ir Vayeshu Vikezu Yeh Vayesel Shab Sukkah Vayeshech so now I'm going to tell you something I'm going to tell you something which I think is correct but I think it's correct because I've thought about it for many years and every time I think about it I come back to the same thought the same thought and therefore I've convinced myself but I know that you will not be convinced as easily but I'll just tell you anyway what I think Yonah went out. There's like a like a, a zest here in the story. There's a zest. What's the zest? Yonah went out. Oh, sorry. Am I with them? Yonah went out. Right? Yonah went out and he built a sukkah. You know what a sukkah is? It says right here. It says right here what a sukkah is. Uh, that's a sukkah a sukkah makes sale and to this day if there are people working out in the field during the day it's hard to keep that up hour after hour on a hot day so they would build sukkot out in the field you get four posts and put some schach on top of it. And as you probably know, we have schach and there's a sun that even though the sail will move around a little bit, but you get sail out of the deal. So, but it's very hard for us to see the word sukkah and not be reminded of what we call a sukkah. Right? Which is something that we live in on Sukkot. I just want to make that kind of 
an entry level kind of comment. So he built the sukkah. What happens after he built the sukkah? And what happened? Oh, sorry. Pasuk Vav, right? Vayaman Hashem Elokim Kikayon Vayal Meyal Yonah Liot Selal Roshol Atzilo Mirato. I mean, what does this mean? I mean, besides the fact that if you were studying Bible and the university, you could spend a few weeks trying to figure out what a Kikayon was. We'll skip that, and we'll say a Kikayon is a tree. And everybody can imagine whichever tree they want to imagine. But it's got to be a tree with an arbor. A tree that you could sit under. Right? That when you sit under the tree, what do you get? You get sail. You get shade. Therefore, according to the, to the story that Yonah is telling, HaKadosh Bochu gave Yonah something that he had. He sort of said to Yonah, I don't sit under that miserable, you know, sukkah, which is like a two-star hotel out here in the middle of nowhere. But here we have a five-star hotel type shade. Even though I'm not sure exactly what difference it makes when you get, to the, when you get under the shade. You, you, know, you know what I mean? If, you get a, if you're sitting under a pergola that didn't cost much money or under a pergola that cost a lot of money, you get the same shade. Right? Maybe you don't get the same conversation, like, oh, who built you that pergola? But you get the same shade. There's no nefkamina. And here Yonah's out in the middle of nowhere. He's hot. And he has a sukkah. And then a Kodesh Baruch gives him shade. You give a guy, like a guy has shade. You give him shade. Maybe a Kodesh Baruch gave him water. Diet Coke. Something that, you know, you could use out in the middle of nowhere sitting in a sukkah. But no, he gave him shade. He gave him shade, shade of kikayot. So it was shade from this kikayot, which is a tree, which I guess is alive, in the way the trees are alive. Whereas a sukkah is probably not alive. Because the way you make a sukkah is you take branches, you know, that are usually not connected to anything, especially if you're out in the middle of a field, and you make shade. So you have alive versus not alive. So... Then it says, "Vayismach Yonah laKikayon Simcha Gedola." Simcha, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. In the in the way we read the word Simcha, it's a mitzvah. It comes up periodically. Maybe it's something that we should learn to do, even when the obligation for Simcha is not clearly stated in the Torah. There in Hasidut, they certainly made a big deal out of Simcha one way or the other. Rav Nachman of as you may you know, know it's this is uh, this is his time of the year. Simcha, so that the Kikayon changed Yonah from a Vayichar, from being unhappy, from being distressed, depressed, and you know, any other word that fits into some modern psychological theory into Simcha I mean, it's great like here's Yonah, he's not asking for much he just wants a higher class version of shade that's all he wants and he's overwhelmingly happy then and then 
for no apparent reason. God allows nature to attack the kikayon. The kikayon is alive, so you can kill it. And nature, in nature, there were things that killed it. This Yonah is definitely a strange bird. Not only is he unhappy that his clients did tshuva, but he's going to show the rebellious Shalom. You take away the kikayon, I'm going to sit out here till I wither in the sun. What about the sukkah? Yonah, he said, well, there's no going back. When you fly business, you don't want to fly economy. Ah, there's only an economy seat left. Doesn't matter. Not for me. Here's Yonah. He's killing himself in this desert place or wherever it is where there's a lot of heat. And he's not going to sit in his sukkah. He's not going to sit in his sukkah. Because if, if you've been in a kikayon, how can you go to a sukkah? But the, the sukkah is there, someplace, in between the lines. I mean, nobody took the sukkah away. Nobody did anything. It wasn't a rent of sukkah. You know, or something like that. But I can't imagine that they came to collect it, you know. What? Could be yeah, but I want to say it my way. I didn't say you can't say it different. I say all the time. You can always that's what wonderful thing about learning is that you always can say it your way. Now that's why it's alive for people. You know, if you just listen, you get tired. But if you participate, you're happy or happier. We finished with uh, Dinve and with Chuba and with all of these. So Hakadosh Baruch says, "Are you really annoyed about the Kikayot? You're like, what happened? Literally, here's uh, here's Yoda. He's just as annoyed about the Kikayot as he was about Dinve. He's just as annoyed about the fact that the people in Dinve somehow are implying that Bnei Yisrael have a serious problem." So he was he was totally unhappy. Now he's the same, totally unhappy about the kikayon, which does not put Yonah in a positive light, to my mind. Let's just finish the psukim. Let's finish the psukim. Vayomah Hashem, ata chasta, vaapasuk yud, ata chasta la kikayon shelo malkabo lo gidalto shubin la laiyab bin la lavad. He says, "You feel this way about the kikayon." What's it to you? You just got it for free. Whoop, like you say, I mean, no, no one understands this, right? This is not possible to understand. Probably who understands what this is all about? I don't understand what it's about. I don't understand. Now, if you turn the page over, I just want to remind you of what the Rambam says in Hilchot Shuva. So we'll learn one halacha in Hilchot Shuva. And that halacha says this, Ezohi Shuvah Gmura. The Rambam, based on the Gemara, of course, uh, uh, posits that there's Tshuva, and there's also Tshuvah Gmura. And Tshuvah Gmura is, uh, is possible. Uh, you don't usually know when you achieve Tshuvah Gmura, but the possibility of achieving Tshuvah Gmura exists for all of us. Zeshabal Yadodavar. Shavarbo. 
ואפשר בידו לעשות טוב. ופירש ולא עשה מבנה התשובה, לא מיראה ולא מכישלון כוח, כישלון כוח. So he says, if, I, if my business is robbing banks, and I rob banks successfully, you know, here a bank, there a bank, there a bank, and then I get to the next bank in line, and I have my gun out, and everybody's screaming and yelling, and they're all going to put money in the bag, and then I say, no, I'm not going to do it because I'm a Baal Tshuva. I'm not going to rob this bank. In other words, I'm in the same situation, and I am still young enough to run, and you know, I've got my Vespa out in the street, uh, that's called a Baal Tshuva. And he goes on and he gives an example, a little different than the example that I gave. Ketzad. A man uh, has sexual relations with a woman. Let's say she's, uh, she's an Eshadish. The Rabbam was a romantic, you know. He said, he said uh, and he still loves her. And he's still young, physically. And he's still in the same place. That's about Tshuva Gemura. That's about Tshuva Gemura. the Rambam seems to think that tshuva has various categorizations. I can decide to change my way. I can sort of make a, you know, I can teach myself. I can behavioristically refine certain of my activities. You know, I can stop sucking my thumb all the time. At least when I get married, I hope I should stop sucking my thumbs. I'll stick it in my pocket. It was I could do that. I could behavioristically change what I used to do to what I am going to do, right? But the Reverend says beyond that, apparently, it's given to man to make a more essential change in his makeup, man slash woman. I mean, you know that we can really change. We can change our inclinations. We can change our desires. We can change the uh, uh, the order of the things we wish for and hope for, etc. I don't know whether modern psychology uh, uh, agrees with the Ram. Doesn't agree. I assume that there's a machlokas. So since there's a machlokas in modern psychology, we can go on. Now there's a pasuk. There's a pasuk in the Torah. An interesting pasuk about a soul. There's an interesting topic about a sheet, which is not on the sheet. The reason that it's not on the sheet is that you all know it. All know it except for me. So I have to look at it. It's a, in the parasha of Sukkis. The Pasuk says this. The Pasuk says this, that sukkah, that building a sukkah has a special implication. There's something special about building a sukkah, which is not, um, 
it's not there in other mitzvot. This special is not there in other mitzvot. According to some commentators, it is there in some mitzvot. But it's most noticeable in the Torah, it's most noticeable in the Torah when it comes to the sukkah, to the mitzvah of sukkah. The Pasuk says this, Okay, leaving out the word Ezrach, which has to be defined, we'll leave that aside. This is the tzivui to sit in a sukkah. Right? This is, that's what we do every year. We sit in the sukkah for seven days. In Chutzlaret, as you know, there's some confusion about when to sit, when not to sit. But here in Eretz Yisrael, we've sort of got it straight. We look at the Chumash, and that's what we do. The next Pasuk, the Pasuk that follows, says this. Leman yeidu dorotechem. Ki basukot shafti et b'nei Yisrael, botzii otam Eretz Mitzrayim. Leman yeidu. Okay, the word yeidu is to know, to understand, to be able to really know, really understand, to be able to absorb, to be able to kind of integrate in the basic knowledge that all of us have about things, things we like, things we don't like. That's Laman Yedu. A profound understanding. A profound understanding of what? Ki besukot hoshavti Et b'nei Yisrael. But see, everybody knows there's a machloket tanaim about what the Sukkot are. Are they Sukkot mamash, Rabbi Akiva, or are they Ananei Kavod? No one ever calls me. Tenacious. I can't throw out the phone. Sorry. There's a machloket tanaim. It's not clear that it's a machloket. It's not clear. But Rabbi Akiva said mamash, real asuka asuka, and Rabbi Shmuel said ananei kavu. And it's not clear. How could you have a machloket like that? I mean, it's like. But without going into the machloket. Let's say they're both right. Um, and let's say especially that Rabbi Ishmael is right, who said Adonai Kavod. And the reason that I say that is Rashi against his shita. You know, Rashi is a shita. That when you don't know the answer in matters of Agadita, matters that are not, have no halachic implication. That's what Agadita is. Agadita doesn't mean a story. It means a non-halachic question on which there is a machloket anoim Rashi is wont, that means he might, is wont to list both sides of the machloket. Right? Rav said this, Shmuel said that. That's what Rashi does. Here there's a machloket. It's either mamash or anenei kavot. Does it make any difference? Is there any halachic implication? We're still going to build a sukkah, right? I'm going to build a sukkah, I'm not going to say... This year I'm not going to hold the sukkah, I'm going to wait for the Ananea Kavot. No one's going to do that. So Rashi says here, clearly and without any mistaking it, Rashi says Ananea Kavot. 
So now I want to ask you something. This Leman Yedu. In order that you should know that a Kodesh Bohu sat us in the desert in Ananei Kavod. Which doesn't mean that there were no Sukkot. Because maybe the Ananei Kavod or Ananei Kavod. Who says they take care of the shade? Right? There's a shade issue in the desert. But there's also a who am I issue and where am I going and who is leading me and where are we, in what way are we involved in a, in a process. That's the Ananei Kavod. So I ask you, what does the Pesach mean? How am I supposed to tell my children? See this? You know, we sawed and we hammered and we knocked and we banged and we, we, we put up decorations. Ananei Kavod. How do I do that? Leman yedu dorotechem. Ki besukot hoshavti et b'neisro. What do they know? How do they know it's Ananei Kavod? I don't know what's So you know, he says, we have this tremendous power to imagine things. And while it's true that sometimes imagining is problematic, imagining is also a great power that we lose as we get older that all of us had when we were children. You know, you take a, a child, you send the child to, uh, to Gan or to Cheder, like a little kid, he comes over and he says, Gracious Borel, who came with the Shemayim Zohar? I mean, does he have any doubt? Does he question the Pshat? He says, Lord, so it's a Tov Avo. He says, what is that? How is it Tov Avo? Oh, that's what it is. Tov Avo. Children can imagine anything because they have perfect faith in the people who are telling them. It's only when you get older you know that you know uh, nothing is what it really looks like and no one is the way he sounds like and you know don't have to go on uh, and, uh, and you know yeah you know he said that but he meant something else I mean it's just endless so children little children they have it the tzivui the tzivui of the tzivui of the Sukkot, Kibbe Sukkot of Shafti, is B'nai Yisrael, is a tzivui. To be able to sit in the Ananei Kakobah, to believe with perfect faith that what we are doing ourselves is not remembering it, but actually being there, being in the Ananei Kakobah. And that you could do, apparently, if you learn the halachot and you study the Torah and you, uh, you evolve yourself in the meaning and understanding of things, you can do it. You can do it. It's like the Rambam says. Look, you'll never know if you did Shuvag Murabi. The whole thing is ridiculous. What does the Rambam think? That situations repeat themselves exactly? You mean that, you know, the bank... I'm in the same bank at the same time, the same guy who's guarding the bank. There's no such thing. What do you mean the same woman, the same time, the same state? It's never, it's never like that. Not that I know so much about that. But it's never like that. Don't help me. <laughs> it's never exactly what is the rabbi saying. So the rabbi says, no, he says, what I mean is that HaKadosh Baruch is Megid HaKadosh Baruch says, says by the heaven, this guy is not going to do it. 
It doesn't mean you have to test yourself. You can't test yourself, but you can imagine yourself a different person. You could imagine yourself something completely different. So that I think that there's another conversation going on between Yona and the Rebbeinah Shema. Yona builds himself a sukkah. But unfortunately, it's not a sukkah. It's just a place to get shade. Because what's a sukkah? A sukkah is the ability to imagine that you're in the Ananei HaKavot. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows Yonah that he doesn't understand something in a fundamental way, which is his problem ultimately with Ninveh. He doesn't understand. He, that is to say Yonah, doesn't understand that doing tshuva and getting atonement, kapara, slicha, from heaven, is only the beginning of the road. And that there is an essential difference between the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the created world in general and to those in the created world who accept the yoke of Torah. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the rest of the world. Yes, Rachum, Chanum, give them another chance. Let them have another try. After all, look how hard they're working at it right now. But the expectation is not the same. And those of you who remember the Tanakh, you know that shortly thereafter the city of Ninveh was destroyed, as reported in the Nevoah of Nachum. Now you look at the Nevoah of Nachum, you see in Paradise, the city of Ninveh, you know, they slid back. They weren't able, the reason that they weren't able to maintain was because they did not have the ability to imagine themselves in the Anane HaKovot. All they saw was Od Arboim Yom Ninveh Nehepachet. That's all they saw. Punishment was about, but as soon as the punishment disappeared, as soon as the onus of this relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not so important, they slid back to be the way they were. So that Yonah, Yonah himself, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was trying to tell Yonah was that the Kikayon is good, but it's not the greatest. The greatest is what you can make out of the Sukkah. That's the greatest. And, and we learn that on Sukkot, right? We leave our houses. And we go to live in the Sukkah. Okay. It's not such a terrible thing as I thought it was the first time I learned that Gemara in Sukkah. Today we have uh, people have air-conditioned Sukkot and they have uh, the food in the Sukkot is not so bad and uh, everything is like it's, uh, it's a great thing. But still, the Sukkah presents us with a challenge that the Kikayon did not present Yonah with. And that challenge is living for a time in the Ananei HaKavod. Imagine that. 
Imagine a person who lives in the Ananakeva, what kind of tshuva is he liable to do? What kind of tshuva is he liable to perform? So it seems to me, it seems to me, that what the book of Yonah was telling us was that we should not, and it's, there's a good reason that the non-Jews of Ninveh were chosen as the example of people who had the formalities of tshuva down pat. But that's not enough for us. Because we're not interested only in avoiding punishment or the negative implications of what we are about to do or what we have done. What we're interested is using tshuva as an engine to get us to the sukkah of Ananei Kavod. To be able to imagine that in this world, which is so materialistic and in which we're so concerned about things, that it's also possible to be concerned about who we are and what we are and what we might be. And wouldn't it be wonderful, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could, in fact, live in the Ananeyakava? So Rashi, who knew the Medrash Halacha, certainly as well as any of us, and knew there was a Machlogat Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishma, Rashi says, Ananeyakavod. That's it. That's what we're thinking about. We're not here to tell our children that in the desert it was very hot. And so they sat in Sukkot, which provided a little bit of shade. That to me sounds puerile and unimportant. And if a child would ask you, I know that, Dad. I know that, Abba. I know that, Ima. He'd be as right as he could be. But what the Sukkah tells us is that if we can kind of reconsider ourselves, reconsider who we are, and think Sukkah, you know, like, think about what we are doing sitting in the Sukkah, the Ananei Kavod, that special relationship. Laman Yedu means you can also have it. You can also feel it. You could also be part of it. So what HaKadosh Baruch said to Yonah, Yonah, this is not what we're talking about. You and I, talking about Am Yisrael, we're talking about the Sukkah. We're not talking about the Kikayon. We're talking about what you might be. And we're not talking about avoiding punishment and getting through. So I wish you all a Gmach Simitova. If you have the Koyach, pay attention when they read the Yonah in Shul. It's a great event.